Prostitution, the world's oldest profession. Illegal in most places in the world, and, like all things related to sex, a taboo subject we rarely discuss. But, in the rural counties of Nevada, where the West is still wild, pay for play is legal. My name is Jim, and for the last 20 years I've been a customer of the legal brothel system in Nevada. From its lavish high-end resort properties, to its small shacks in the middle of nowhere, from its connections to other arms of the sex industry, to the secrets it keeps from the public. I've seen it all, done most of it, and now I'm going to share it all with you. Join my friend Larry and I as we take you Behind the Red Light. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Behind the Red Light, your cleanest sex show on the internet. I am Larry, your key button pusher. Pressure, pressure. What the heck was that? I don't know. We're going to try that again. Larry, your head button pusher, and sitting across from me is our subject matter expert in everything um, devious and divine. Who, baby? Yes. Jim, Jim, how are you this week? Well, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Uh, This is... uh... Our our third week on a on an adventure here. So yes, on an adventure that you had, and little did we realize how much how much legroom we were going to have on this episode. You know, this is probably the most controversial we've been on this show, with respect, and certainly the most critical we've been on this show with the industry. This is uh, I, I, controversial. Uh, I don't know how much controversy we've actually, other than exposing what happened. <laughs> yeah, that, that controversy might be uh, forthcoming. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the truth. People, well, it was the truth. I'm not lying. And, Everything that happened, happened. Oh, no, and people deserve to know the truth and un- need to understand and know what they're going to go into and what they're going to get. But before we, we tell the good people to know what they're getting into and what they're getting, I believe we have some P's and Q's to take care of. Jim? We absolutely do, because we want, we want everyone to know that we are not here to endorse. No. We don't push you towards. No. We don't work for. No, we are not advertising. Nix. No, we have nothing to do with the brothel system at all whatsoever. We are here simply to educate, inform, and entertain. Yes, and as soon as I learn how to say no in more languages, I plan on distributing that knowledge as well. Well, that's wonderful. Well, yeah, it's because, you know, yeah. glad we're on the radio because if we weren't, our egos wouldn't fit in frame. Not at all. Yes. Notice how that's that. It's probably one of the things that stuck around the longest. <laughs> this is, is true. Is us letting people know how how, how full of ourselves we yes, are. Yes, yes. But to do this, you kind of have to be full of yourself because well, it's a business of of extroverts. Well, and, and and the fact that we recognize it, I'm not sure if that means we're truly that full of ourselves. <laughs> you oh, know what I mean? We're, we're self aware. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. That's that's fantastic. Self aware of our inflated egos. I don't know. Yeah. Does that mean the ego isn't as inflated as we think at that point? I don't know, but we're feeling pretty egotistical on the on uh, what happened during your trip because now we're at the tail end of it. Well, we are. And, we're, and this is this is the part where. I've accounted what has happened. I've let you know that myself and uh, my two friends, who we have lovingly referred to at this point as Charlie Brown and Linus, yes, uh, that uh, you now are aware of what has happened on this trip that took place uh, January. Oh, boy. And now it's time to try and 
figure this out and try and come up with uh, what happened, why, why is this going on, why would these business be, businesses be operating in this way, when seemingly to both the educated, meaning myself who has been utilizing the brothel, brothel system for 20 years, and you the uneducated, no, not reference to your literal, literal education. Oh, no, no, are, no, not at all. As you are highly educated. But, oh, thank you. But to your, in terms of being part of the brothel system, to the uneducated brothel person, it makes no sense to you either. Well, there, uh, <sighs> over the... Over the course of us doing this show, a lot of uh, common sense and logic has rung true, sure. which you know, most things, and I'm pretty good at putting two and two together, right. which is one of the reasons why you and I have decided to do this show and other ventures that we have. Absolutely. is because we can figure, you give us the pieces, we can make it work. In short, we're businessmen. Yes. And I think that that's why, as businessmen, as people who own businesses, you know, you sit here and you look at this situation, and as we were discussing last show, all that money went down the road. Yeah, everybody left the house. There was no, there was no money spent from those six men that were sitting there at the bar at one point at the chicken ranch. All six got up and left without spending a dime. Yeah, went for a walk. So, you know, the question becomes at that point. Are these policies functioning? And the answer is no, they are not, because all six individuals were frustrated with said policy. And so the question becomes at that point, who who are the policies serving when it's not the customer? And if so, are are they not just hurting their business as opposed to helping it? Well, naturally, I want to start at the beginning. Yeah. Can we start? Uh, would you mind if we started at the beginning? No, let's let's okay. go right ahead. So going into Sherry's yeah. and and the chicken ranch. Yeah. You have said that you saw no security. I did no, no, I didn't. I didn't notice any at either place. You didn't notice any security. Now that's not to say that somebody wasn't at Sherry's. I just didn't see them. Right. Um, again, that that's a huge red flag to me because it says that you're just letting anybody in there and without any barometer of you know what level they are in their yeah. mind, what yeah. they have in their pocket, who they are. Yeah. There is no protection for the girls or the person coming in there because they don't see the security blanket. Correct. So it makes me wonder, are these businesses doing so badly that they can't afford to have a security guard? Well, that's a good question, and I don't know the answer to that. Uh, what I do know is that um, the, the epilogue to my story is that I did come home. And there is a young lady. Yeah, let's do the, the, the epilogue first. And yeah, then we'll get there is the a young lady that I watch on TikTok uh, who works at the Mustang Ranch. Now, the Mustang Ranch is outside of Reno. Okay. So you're talking hours upon hours drive away from Las Vegas. Well, yeah, Reno's in, in the, the northern north. part of the state. And she goes by the name Dase there. And I reached out to her on one of her live streams and I explained what that's it, her right now and, and i explained what had happened and i said is this the norm is this what's going on up north and she said uh no she said that is not happening here at all and she also went on to explain that she had heard about this going on down south because a couple of the girls that she works with up there her co-workers had decided to go south over the winter because traditionally, the houses down south do better in the winter months because it's not near as cold yeah. outside of Las Vegas as it is up north. 
That's completely understandable. So there's, there's more traffic. Right. Um, only to go down there for a week or so and come back saying, yeah, that didn't work at all. Ouch. So they immediately went back north saying, yeah, no, you, we lost money going down there. That's, that's ridiculous. We're not going down there. And that told me that the house that so that tells me the houses are not making the money that they should be, and I have no idea how they're paying the overhead. Um, and this leads me to wonder. You know, I, I'm aware that a lot of the girls in the business these days have a multi-pronged approach to it. Mm -hmm. You know, there are any number of girls that have OnlyFans and. and you know, they're doing other things like this and so on and so forth. Pictures and the autographs. and Sure. Perhaps they're seeing customers outside of the house. There's some of that that goes on. Too. Film. You know, whatever. And the question that, that I couldn't help but think to myself is, are these girls doing that well in those aspects that they just totally say, screw it when they're at the house and use it as simply an advertising opportunity for their other ventures? And if so, why is the house allowing it? Because they're losing money hand over fist. You know, it's just, it's craziness. I have no idea what is driving these business decisions down south, but certainly it's not happening that way in the north, and they're making money in the north. They're making money up north. Dase went, and I will use this number because she went live broadcasting it, that she made well over a quarter of a million dollars last year. So, I mean, this is a girl that works one week a month. So, I mean, the money is there. One week and a month? One week a month. So she she became financially wealthy because yeah. that's wealthy. Yeah, wealthy is making yeah, over. Yeah, she's in the top 1% of earners. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. The money's there. So, uh, you know, there is. I I just I fail to um, believe that these women want to leave that kind of money on the table by just saying no, nope, I'm I'm not interested or whatever. Well, now we can crack into the earlier statement that I I I made cuz we found out that it's not working up north as it is in the south. Correct. Uh, they're still friendly up north apparently. They're still friendly up north. But it also feeds into a subject that we had already talked about as far as safety goes. Mm -hmm. And our good friend um Lamar Odom? Yes. Well, Lamar <laughs> Yeah, Lamar. Well, now when 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 Lamar's incident happened several years ago, uh, I can tell you that security was abound at the houses then. Okay, but no, it, it using that as an example. Yeah. All right. You go into a brothel. You went into a brothel. Mm -hmm. Saw no hide nor hair of security. Correct. Right. So now we don't know if you're safe. We don't know if the girls are safe. We don't know if anybody's safe. Correct. Okay. Let's say that there was a drug incident. Let's say somebody overdosed in that house. Yeah, absolutely. Who's going to clean it up? Who's going to take care of it? Good question. I don't know the answer to that. More importantly, it's like you said. These girls are looking for a, a place to stay. Yeah. All right? Now let's say that they, they're they kicked out on the street. Where are they going to go? I, what I, are they going to do? I don't know. I can tell you that, uh, again, I, I, in in listening to Dase's lives and into talking to her personally, I can tell you that she has indicated that again things are not like that at the Mustang. You know, Lance, who's the owner there, Lance Gilman, and I, I'm not surprised by this because having met Lance and talked to him on several occasions, Lance is a guy who cares very much about his employees and everything else. 
So as a result, there is security that is always there. There are people that are always there making sure the girls are safe, the house is safe, the customers are safe. Again, there there is some good going on in these houses up north. I don't know what in heaven's name is going on down south. It was never like this before. Okay, because uh, now we run into another issue, and it's something that we discussed. What are these girls up to? Who in knows? the back? Who knows? Who knows? I know from from uh, my friend Lorraine's book, uh, Lorraine Harper, who was the 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 sh- uh, the, uh, the madam at Sherry's Ranch for seven years. You know, Lorraine tells stories of you know the girls before they did the the complete upheaval at Sherry's and and re- rebuilt everything. You know, she told stories of you know you didn't want they didn't want regular carpeting when they installed the new carpeting because the girls could cut the carpeting and under the padding they would hide drugs and so forth. Which is something we discussed in a previous right. show. Right, so she, so she made sure that when they installed carpet, it was industrial carpet that was glued down, that that couldn't happen. You know, it's certain things like this. The girls will look for things like this, and some of them, I mean, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Um, and again, if you're not, you're not reigning in that insanity... You know, I don't, I don't know how. When, when the shift manager at Sherry's called for a bar, you know, the ladies to the bar, had that been under Lorraine's watch, when that, when that happened, when Lorraine was in charge, it was just like a lineup. Every girl hit that bar. Every girl hit that bar. There was all of a sudden twenty girls just loaded into the bar. It was not a joke. And they knew they were in there for 15, 20 minutes at least till they could get around and see if there was any potential there. They didn't just come in and then just turn around and leave. You know, didn't happen now. Because the girls figure, ah, screw it, I don't need to be there. Now, that that just goes to show you how things have changed. You know, again, management can set a real strong tone. Now, I don't know if the current general manager had been in the house at the time we were there if it would have been the same story or maybe every, every girl would have hit the bar. You know, again, the, the, the cat's away, the mice play. It's hard for me to say that, and I'm not going to blame and sit here and blame uh, Dina, who is the current general manager at Sherry's, for what we saw. She was not there. And so I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Well, she's getting a progress report if she right, ever listens right, to the show. Right. She. Uh, I'm not going to blame her for that. Dina is a lovely person uh, who I am, am glad to know, and I would not want to. Again, we don't. We don't bury people. I don't no. throw anybody under the bus. You'll notice we've mentioned no names in any of this. No. Uh, so I don't know if this is if what we saw was standard operating procedure or if the girls were taking advantage of the fact that, that the, that the madam wasn't there. Well, here's the thing. We've already mentioned Sherry's. We already mentioned the, the, the cute little redheaded girl that was there, but we've left it at that. But there we left- there's more than one redhead to Sherry. So okay. I felt comfortable saying, that. but I'm pretty sure that if you, it, 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 if you figure it out and the pieces fit over at Sherry's or even over at the chicken ranch, I mean, the wow. fact that they don't have any security and they don't know what the girls are up to, and the fact that the girls are calling the shots well it's the, dangerous well and part of it part of what we saw you know like at Sherry's when they're explaining that well some of the girls have trouble with groups and some of the girls you know this that and the third it made me start to think you know this sounds very much like a generational thing because you think about like again 20 years ago none of the girls were like that they all came out and talked to a group of 10 guys they didn't care it was it's part of the job it's it's part and parcel of being in that business but here you are now, and in this scenario, some of these girls were uncomfortable with facing more than one guy. And I think to myself, 
is this what our country has become? Have our children grown up? Has this generation grown up so sequestered and looking at a phone or the internet or a text conversation exclusively to the point we're dealing with more than one person is triggering to them? You know, like, is this what we're dealing with? Are we dealing with the fallout of a generation that came up so differently from us? I might have agreed with you. I might have agreed with you, except that I have circumstantial evidence from your own mouth, okay, that up north in Las Vegas... It's not doing the same thing. It is not doing the same thing, which means the person hiring these girls either hired them for a specific reason or is just looking to fill the house because it's clear that these girl, those girls who feel introverted should not be in this business. Meanwhile, those girls up north are making money hand over fist. Well, and that's, you know, you make a good point there. I, I hadn't actually thought of that. I'm glad you said that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it is a hiring thing in that in that respect. Because clearly, the, the what you say, the Mustang? Yeah. Okay, the Mustang where this this young lady, I, I forget her name. Dase. Dase. This young lady turned a profit where she is in the 1% of wealth. Yeah. She is. I mean, because she uh, of what her uh, take-home pay was. Yeah. Okay? So if she's doing that well up north and commanding that kind of price, it makes me wonder how many other girls are feeding off of the fact that they're in the same house with her commanding whatever price that they are, but it, it, at least we know that's an example of business being run properly. Sure. It's being run uh, as professional as it possibly can. Yeah. It's making money yeah, the way it should. Yeah. Meanwhile, down south in what? What'd you, what What can you say? How long How long were you at combined, um, including the... Including dinner and everything? The, the field trips that you took. So up. I would say that from the time we got to Sherry's to the time we left the chicken ranch... We might have been in Pahrump for a grand total of three and a half to four hours. Okay, so you were in Pahrump for about three and a half to four hours. You've got, we're going to give 12, you know, 12 we're sitting at the bar at Cherries. Something like that. Counting us, yes. Uh, counting you, okay. Counting, we'll figure you into the, the yeah. head count. Okay, so figuring you into the head count, let's say 15. Yeah. 15 overall at Cherries. Um, did you see anybody at the chicken ranch? We saw uh, four to five total. Four to five. Outside of the three of us. Okay, so 20. Yeah. Let's say in a span of three and a half hours, there's 20 guys. And we saw nobody spend any money. And you saw nobody spend any money. Correct. So that means 20 grand. The house has lost $10,000 in three and a half hours. Theoretically, yeah. Theoretically. Not counting the... The dollar and a half that they're making off the beer, and that's not including what they have to sell the beer for. Now, I will say <coughs> that at Sherry's, because of the way it's set up, and I will give them this because if anybody from Sherry's gets on and decides to send us a nasty gram and take issue with this, okay, one of the first things their management's going to say is, well, you know damn well that some of the people that come into that bar are regulars and they don't party. Okay, that's true. That's fine. That's true. However, uh, I don't know how many of those people are regulars, and... Uh, so I have to go under the assumption that they are all there with the potential of partying. Okay. Even with the even with that being said, even with that being said, that they're they're just there to drink. Mm-hmm. Where's everybody else that is there to party? Who knows? And therein lies a huge huge issue because if they're specifically set up for people to go in there, drop all sorts of money, and to have a party, it makes me wonder. What about? 
what about the, the the people who want something extra in their party? Yeah. You, you know. Now I you know what I I need to correct myself. I apologize. We saw one person that was actively in a party. Okay. At the time we were there, I apologize, and they were in a high end party because they were in a bungalow, and I know that because they stopped what they were doing long enough to come out and have the there's a dinner that comes with that that's a surf and turf dinner oh and i saw that happen. well you need energy right so i saw that happen so i know there was one high-end party that was going on in the house and we asked to see a, one girl and she they said she was in a party we saw no evidence of that but i would see no reason why they would lie to us so i can i can vouch for the idea that there were two parties going on two parties in the span of three and a half hours correct let, let's give the benefit of the doubt and say two parties were happening at the other end of the hotel, okay? Yeah. And they were commanding they were commanding the price that the young lady who spoke to you commands. So four thousand dollars. Well, cer certainly the bungalow did at a minimum. So that was at least that was at least three, four, five, six thousand dollars okay. somewhere there, if not more. So six thousand dollars. All right. Let, let's just well, we'll give we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Six sure. six thousand dollars plus the other party that's happening in there. That's another. Let's give them a. Let's give them fifteen hundred. Let's give them fifteen hundred. The house gets half, mm -hmm. and then that's still not enough to keep the lights on. No, no, no. Be because I have experience uh, at this point in my life working at a hotel, uh, I know what just the electric bill is at a building yeah. that size. And no, it's not even paying the electric bill. So, like, and, and that also means that there's only only certain girls who are actually earning. Right. Everything else is dead weight. Right. I I don't want to refer to people as dead weight. But but it is. And I mean, realistically, that that's really you know. Again, when there were that many guys in house ready to spend money, and, and you saw no effort. And you know, the thing of it is, the one thing about Sherry's I wanted to mention. Like I said, the three girls we did talk to, very nice, very great personalities. And I'm sure they are. We may very well have partied with them, but we wanted to see what other other options were. So by the fact that the other girls didn't come out. Hurt them. And didn't give us a chance. It also cost those three girls, who potentially very well may have earned our business, after the other girls made their introductions. But because that didn't happen, we weren't willing to make a buying decision, and we left and went next door, where we also didn't make a buying decision. But that's beside the point. The point being is that money did walk out of that house. And the girls, by the fact that they didn't even want to come out and participate, could have cost their, their sisters, so to speak, in the house money. And that is an important thing to note. Uh, one of the things that I find ever since I became a business owner is the reality that people that don't own businesses fail to understand what the term overhead really means. Yes. And they, they really don't understand that there is a massive negative impact when employees are not doing certain things or doing certain things that they shouldn't be doing that ultimately adversely affect the overhead in the building. And while management might think, oh, things are going okay because from an ownership perspective, no, it's not. And I think that what I saw in these two houses is a prime example of what I'm talking about in the sense that management's there going, well, the, we've kept the girls quiet because now they think we're handling it with regard to uh, what these girls are calling uh, dirty hustling, which is ridiculous, but that's beside the point. Management's trying to be fair, and they think they're achieving that. But by doing so, they're costing the owners money. 
Oh, significant. And so as a result, they're thinking they're being successful in their job when in fact they're failing miserably as a result that the bottom line isn't where it should be or isn't where it could be. And that's really the massive takeaway that I had with this. The other thing is, because I've been going to these houses for 20 years, I know that this was not always the case. And there was a time where these places were wildly successful. Well, we even have proof that that's still the case, but it's up north. Uh, correct. So it's not that the business has fallen apart and no one is going. It's that the, 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 the methodology that they have down south is not working right now. One of the things we said to each other among uh, uh, Charlie Brown, Linus, and myself. Yeah, so you took, and, and, and let's go to the epilogue. Yeah. Um, because uh, talking to me privately, yeah. you all are in the car, right? Yeah. Y'all yeah. leave uh, the chicken ranch, you get yes. in the car. We're you, pissed. You, you're, you're pissed off. You drive 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I'm sure there was like no talking, a lot of staring out the oh, window. Oh, no, no, no. We, it was immediate. We oh, were, was oh, yeah, immediate? Yeah, we were hot. Okay, so you weren't just staring out the window. Oh, no, we were hot. So as soon as the last car door slammed and somebody cranked the engine, what was the conversation? So we, we got maybe about a mile, I think, before the, before the mouths began to engage. And I believe mine was first when I said, well, that happened. And then from there, we just went off, you know, and it was, um, you know, one of the things we, we began to ask ourselves was how much did the death of Dennis Hoff affect what is going on in these southern houses? Because I will tell you right now, had this nonsense been going on on Homestead Road while Dennis was still alive, Dennis would have capitalized on this advertised this was going on and buried these two i i i know how he was well if, if and that's assuming he didn't just buy them for pennies on the dollar and turn them into his places in which case the girls wouldn't have been doing that when they were told to get off their asses and get out there they would have or dennis would have fired them well and that that's the thing when you talk about your uh your manager that wasn't there <laughs> because now she's getting a poor report that when she was gone or he was yeah, when Dina wasn't there, the, the, this is what went on again. This I, is what happened. Whether this is something she would have encouraged, she would have excused, or she would say, this is horrible. This is not the way it's supposed to operate. I don't know. And now you got two knuckleheads like you being me who, who doesn't want to patronize, but you want to patronize these places. Well, I certainly did. I was prepared to spend money. I will tell you, I chose to spend my money a different way when I went to back to Vegas. I'm going to leave it at that. We won't go into any detail. About no, but what me and the boys decided to do with our money. But what I will tell you is, but you had a good time though. Didn't I you? did have a good time, and what I will say is that, and here's the thing: that's that's the other thing to consider is that technology has reached a point where even when it's illegal, it can still be very very safe. Yeah. And so these houses have a lot to compete with, and the idea that they would be willing to continue to lose market share to the illegal operation simply because well you know I can't go in front of three guys that make that that's that makes that triggers me well then maybe you shouldn't be in this business well again you and, know? and that's the same thing that we focused on you're you're holding everybody else up from making hostage. money you're holding all the other girls hostage at that point. And we've also discovered that if it doesn't work out, it, 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 if that's not the plan that's working up north, and up north has a working business model, yes. and down south clearly does not have the business model that you are looking for to right. turn a profit, right? something's wrong, and it's you. Yeah, well, yeah absolutely. <laughs> 
And so I don't know, you know, certainly I don't expect that this show is going to have any major impact on what's going on down there. We're certainly not big enough. If all of a sudden this would go viral and we had 20 million people listening to it, Thank perhaps. each and every one of you because yeah. now we don't have to work anymore. Yeah, well, there's that. But also, you know, if it reached that point, perhaps it would have an impact. I don't think we will have that level of impact, but you never know. You know, again, we, I know that certain key people are listening. Uh, Alice, if you hear this, share this with Ken, who still owns the chicken ranch. Uh, we need to make that correction, by the way. Folks that have listened, I thought Ken Green had sold the chicken ranch. He doesn't. He still owns it. There you go. There you go. Made a correction. But in any case, uh, look, if, if, you know, by all means, share this with him. By all means, share this with the management. Share with them what's going on next door. Use it as an opportunity to slip in there and make some money and improve upon what is going on, which is not good. You know, this is this is a reality that people, especially, and again, a generational gap. Yes, there are a certain number of young men that go into a brothel, but I will tell you that most of them are middle-aged. Mm -hmm. You know, and so generationally, it's it's important to understand that even if, if it is something like we've mentioned, if it is that the girls that they're hiring are of this generation where they're having difficulty with this interaction, or whatever, they need to understand that we are different. And they're going to have to meet the needs of the customer, not themselves, if they're going to be successful. And so somebody needs to step out and say, hey, look, you need to be able to talk to these guys. It's not going to be like it is with, with, with your boyfriend at home who, you know, it's just a swift breeze and he's ready to go. You're going to have to engage the customer a little more. Well, again, you know? again, I'm still leaning that it's not generational. It's the clientele and the basis that what they're bringing in. And they're chasing away. Men who want to spend large sums of money. Yeah, and have it to spend. And have it to spend. And if you're chasing them out the door, you're not going to turn a profit. And we found out through our conversation that this is a unique situation that's not happening everywhere else. Correct. So, yeah, I, I, again, I, I still refuse. It's not the generation gap. It's how the business is being run or what's happening or it could be because, you know, I've seen this in office buildings where, you know, you put on a show for the boss, but as soon as the boss goes, you know, the show's. And, and keep in mind, you know, a little bit of prior planning uh, can make it easy. You know, if, 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 for instance, if the boys and I decided, okay, well, we'll take our money up north, it would be very easy for me to fly, you know, put it at either end of my trip. Right. You know, fly into Reno, meet the boys have a good time, drive south, spend the rest of my trip in Vegas, fly home from Vegas. There you go. Or vice versa. It's not like it can't be undone. And it's it's I and that's the thing that I think a lot of these houses need to come to the come to grips with is that it's not like we won't get in a vehicle of some type and go somewhere else. We will. And you don't have exclusivity because you happen to be the closest houses to Vegas. Right. And I think that complacency and the death of Dennis Hoffa's competition down south ultimately have led to this. And you said it right there. The, the key word here is complacency. You're being complacent. Because you're being complacent, you are losing out on money. The girls are losing out on money. Somebody's going to be homeless because they're too afraid to talk to somebody. You're hiring the wrong people. If your restaurant is doing more money than your actual business, then... 
something you is have wrong. failed. Yes, yeah. you have failed and something is wrong. And it's clear that it's how you're running things because we have another model to show you that is still being very, very successful. Absolutely. And that's kind of where I land on that. Is there anything else you would like to share to the fine people when it comes to uh, comes to your this experience? Trip? Yeah. No, I think we have beat it to death. Well, and there's the other thing. You... You and your buddies decided to one night, hey, let's get in the car and let's go do this. Yeah. I mean, you guys could have just stayed in Vegas and done whatever. Yeah, and I, I'd like to I'd like to point out one other thing. You know, that girl quoted me four thousand dollars for that party. Um, and although not everybody could have done this, you know, it is important to note that you and I own a production company. Yeah. And you and I have as a result access to cameras, et cetera, et cetera. I could have gone into Vegas, called a couple of agents booked a couple of porn stars, paid them for the day, mm -hmm. filmed it, produced it, put it on the internet and made money on it, and I still would have spent less than four grand or right around that four grand to do that. And I would have been able to make money off of it. So what I'm saying is that when you look at somebody who has, has the access level that somebody like you or I does, you look at it and say, well, at that point, I could have still got laid and I could have made money off of it. For that, for that kind of income. It just, you know, know your competition. Know what else is out there. Don't be stupid yeah. when you're making quotes like that. Don't be dumb. You know, it just, you know, the average, you can book the average girl for a porn shoot for $800 to $1,000. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's an organization and a, uh, a topic for another day. Right. Well, n not that I would have done that, but my, my, the point being is that when you consider that, where would I have been better to spend the money is my point, you know? Well, then again, it makes you wonder how much heat she would have gotten from the other girls if she would have showed, hey, look, I made two grand and you made nothing. No, well, there was that too. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you want to have heat with us or you want to drop a line uh, anonymously or whatnot, or you don't want to drop a line anonymously, you know, I'm getting out of order here, which is, you know, uh, Par for the course with but, us? Oh, of course. Uh, da, 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 forgot where I was. There I am. If you want to get be part of a community and, and, and be part of something that's collective, or if you want to tell us if you've had a situation like this before and you want to get on the, 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 the interwebs and let everybody know what happens, Jim has a great place for you to go. All right. Well, you got two options. The first is, of course, if you want to interact with us publicly, which you can go to the Book of Faces there and be part of social media. And you will see us at the Behind the Red Light on Facebook. You'll see uh, our, our logo there, which is a beautiful image of a silhouette of a woman in neon. By all means, like it, interact with us, enjoy it. However, if you want to be, be private, if, if you just want to send us a note, perhaps tell us about your, your times in the brothels or whatever, ask us a question, whatever it is that you want to do, you can do so privately by emailing us at uh, behindtheredlight702 at gmail.com. 702. Yes, yeah, 702. There's Excuse a reason me. why I don't throw the O in yes, there. Yes, yes, I apologize there. And, uh, of course, you can reach out to us, and we will keep you uh, very private and everything else. We won't let people know who you are, unless, of course, you're a jerk, in which case we will we will blatantly and absolutely... Oh, that curtain will be blown wide yes. open. Yes. People are going to find out who's running that Oz real uh, quick. Absolutely. Of course, I'm also a sick and twisted individual and feel that if you do hate our show... 
two questions. One, why are you listening to us? And two, why didn't you turn it off? Yes, why didn't you turn it off? Okay, then that makes three. Why did you feel obligated to write us to make us feel some sort of way when that's the exact opposite that's going to happen? Bingo. I glorify in people not liking what I'm doing because I feel that you have just wasted an hour and a half of your time in listening, writing, and now listening to my response. Mm-hmm. So with that, I think we've reached the end of our uh, end of our program here. Larry. Yeah, I am curious to find out if other people have had the same experience that you did yeah. um, in South Nevada, and that is that that's going to be the real telling. Yeah, if all of a sudden we start getting emails saying, "Hey guys, yeah, that happened to me too. Wow, you guys are uh, on to something." <laughs> and then, Lord, yeah, and then we pick up listeners, and then you know, it would be nice to sit down and talk with somebody from those houses to find out. What were they thinking? Well, I, I think I think I definitely need to alert Lorraine to this particular episode, series of episodes, and have her take a listen to it. I am still in contact with her all the time, and uh, and see what she has to say. I would love to have the input of a madam on this particular issue because I think we could we could get some of our questions answered uh, relative to business as usual. Why this direction, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, I think she could uh, really, really come through with stuff like that. Well, it's a it's a horrible model, and you already know how I feel. Like that, from what you described to me o- over the series of, of shows, and we we usually close up after this, but over the series of shows, it doesn't sound safe. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound fun. I mean, if you're going to spend that kind of money, it it it. it, it Absolutely. You no, know, I'd, r- I'd much rather go north and spend it with Dasse or somebody at, at the Mustang. It sounds because ridiculous. It sounds like they're prepared to uh, have a good time and uh, you know visit and entertain customers. Yeah, and it's not like you're going to be able to get a refund. Correct. And that's that's the thing. If you don't have a good time, you're oh, still well. paying for the good time. Oh well, yeah, and that that's that's just it. And so again, I want you know we all want to make sure we're going to do that, and the easiest way to do that is to spend 20 minutes with us and have a conversation. Yeah. Let us get to know you before we uh, physically touch one another. Yeah, and, and yeah. again, this is one of those business where it's cash up front. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. If you're going to get cash up front, then don't you think you ought to do something for that cash? I mean, even the even the server flashes us a smile when she drops off the check. Without a doubt. And they're willing to talk to us. So of course, we also know the servers that we, we talk to on the regular anyway, and they're they're all sweet and very nice. This people. is true. We, we go to the same restaurants all the time. Yeah, because you know we, we you know, uh, variety might be a spice of life, but patterns are what we associate with. Indeed. So I guess with that, we've That's come it. to come to the end of our show. And uh, for Larry, this is Jim. For Jim, it's Larry, and uh, we will see you next time. Yeah, we did do this all backwards today. We did. Anyway, good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs>